and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez. And today's episode, like every episode, is for professionals and entrepreneurs who wish to do business just a little bit differently and with a lot more heart. So today's episode is, can you break the ice? Are you able to come into a conversation and have something meaningful to contribute? And even before you get there, can you connect with that person? So one of the tools that I wanted to highlight that I've used in my workshops before is something called the Connect Deck. So the Connect Deck was formulated by a woman named Marley Williams, who's a master facilitator. She's a trainer and a speaker. It's a collection of questions that are designed to cultivate meaningful connections and to increase interaction, build community and enhance engagement. So these are great for workshops. They're great for trainings and retreats, but they're also great just to have as like random little questions in your pocket, because we all know that there are times where there's this awkward silence, and maybe we want to say something, but we don't want to sound dumb. So some of these things might seem a little maybe brash right out the bat, like you might not walk onto an elevator and say, when do you feel like the best version of yourself. However, if you've got a conversation mildly started, you might feel comfortable saying something more along the lines of like, I don't laugh like a whole lot. So this laughing is really good. But like, when was the last time you really laughed hard or, you know, along those lines? So I thought I would ask myself some of these questions so you could get an idea of what this is like. And then we could have a little conversation about starting conversation and ending conversation and making a connection from the very, very get-go with people. So it's that developing rapport, but even just at the nascent stages of developing rapport. So when was the last time I laughed really hard? I laughed really hard because my daughter, Gabby, took the word amazing and took it and was like, amazing, 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 Amazinga, Amazinga. And I don't know, we just kept saying the word Amazinga forever. And that felt really funny at the time. What do people come to me for? I think people come to me for seeing the big picture. So like my dad, for example, was injured and pretty sick. And so I orchestrated an entire medical treatment team for my dad in a way that maybe other people wouldn't have had the brain capacity to do because I see things in a different way. Other things people come to me for, I would say things that I get excited about. You know, I'm always, (laughs) people are always trying to recruit me for MLMs because if I like something, my current love and heart is Color Street. By the way, I will totally put a link to my Color Street party in this podcast show notes. Color Street is a nail polish that comes in strips that you put it on. I love it. I love it so much. But I don't want to sell it. I don't want to sell anything that isn't a multi-level marketing. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's just not my jam. So people come to me when I'm really passionate about something because I think that there's an attraction to, you know, like they want to buy from me if I'm passionate about something. But I'll just give you my link to my party link. Buy some nails, people, and then I'll get some free nails. I'll be happy for me. What's something you're really good at that you don't like doing? Well, I was in charge of the bathrooms as I was growing up. So I am super good at making sure a bathroom is white glove ready. However, that means that I will never, never wash a bathroom ever, ever again, because I've done way 
too many. What was I like as a kid? Was it similar or different to how I, I am now? I was ridiculously shy, like crybaby, very, very, very shy. And so, yeah, I was not anything like I was now. So those are some examples of kind of like top level, not so deep questions that you could ask, you know, like what movie made you laugh the most um, last or, you know, those types of things. I always like those kinds of questions. Now getting into some of the other questions, if you're trying to get to know somebody a little bit better, when do you feel like the best version of yourself? I feel like the best version of myself when... This is like, I'm maybe going to sound weird to say, but when I've allowed other people to take care of me. So like, I love getting my hair and makeup done. I love having people pick clothes out for me. So like a good photo shoot where I've had my hair and makeup done and my clothing selected for me or an event or those types of things like those things I love because there's no stress. I know that everything looks beautiful. I know that the best of me is reflected in what it is that I'm wearing and the things that I'm self-conscious about are minimized and they're there and they're part of who I am, but they're minimized. And so I can feel confident. And so I just feel like Physically, that's the place where I feel the best version of myself. The best version of myself emotionally, I think, is when I am being vulnerable and I am allowing people to see that there is beauty in the madness and there is this chaos of my brain can also be, you know, a place of respite. Maybe not for me sometimes, but for other people, it definitely can be. So that's when I feel the definitely, I feel like the best version of myself. What are one of the goals that I'm working on right now? So one of the goals I'm working on right now is stepping into being CEO, which sounds very nebulous, but for me actually has some very, very particular action items. And that is that I need to train a couple of my employees into doing some of the things that I'm the only person that can do them right now. They do not pass the hit by a bus test. Ironically, this week I was in a car accident and this is a huge week for us. We're doing our first big, 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 big re-engagement campaign. We're onboarding an amazing new client. And then my clients that I have right now are rocking and rolling and doing some amazing things. And then I had to step out because I had to have surgery on my collarbone and my wrist because I broke them during a car accident. It really puts things in perspective for you, right? You know, when you're in those types of situations, because my first thought aside from thank God I'm alive and I want to call my family and ow was I was thinking like how are we going to do all these things that all these people depend on me and I swear to God like being forced to hand over the reins is the best possible thing that could have happened my team is amazing they're rocking it out it's amazing so some of the other questions what do I love about myself I love that I don't take myself too seriously. I love that I can be sitting here in sweatpants with all my tattoos and a hair tie needing to be in my hair so badly right now, but it's not because I have ice and a sling and all sorts of things. And that I can record a podcast that's seriously about business, but I am seriously not in business mode right now. <laughs> but also that I love dorky things and that I love memes from the office and new kids on the block and you know, bubblegum pop and, you know, all sorts of just like fun and dorky things. I love that about myself. What is something you need to hear right now? That might be a tougher question to ask somebody, but you could 
alter this question and make it a very easy question to ask somebody that you should be asking at all networking meetings. And that is, you know, what do you need in your business right now? How is there some way that I could serve you? Is there some way that I could help you? And something I'm needing to hear right now that is maybe a more serious is I'm just needing to hear from myself and the universe that it's going to be okay. I'm currently the bionic woman. I have like plates all up in here, you know, and there's a lot that's waiting and the email box keeps growing and I have to allow it to grow. You know, even just recording this podcast is probably more work than I should be doing at this time, but I love this. It's something that brings me joy. So I'm just going to do it anyways. But yeah, I think knowing in my heart and hearing from people that I love and respect that everything is going to be okay, specifically, I think about my business. So the next question is, if you followed your heart more than your head, what would be different in your life? If I followed my heart more than my head, I would definitely be more spontaneous. I think I get caught in my head too much. I'm like a warrior. So I've definitely felt like you have to follow your heart more than your head when you're in business, which sounds counterintuitive. But if you don't, do that, you miss out on opportunities. And so and you miss out on the lessons. That's one of the things there was some really big, I won't call them mistakes, but there were some really big, like roadblocks, right about a week ago before going into this re-engagement campaign and some like pretty big stuff. And I was just talking to my manager yesterday and was saying, you know, we have that board in our um, project management software called Lessons Learned. We need to start using that where we document these things and we say, you know, what worked, what didn't work, but mostly it's lessons learned, like what didn't work and what did we learn from that? And so I think I followed my heart more than my head. What would be different is I'd be a lot less afraid of failure because I'd be doing it more often and it wouldn't feel so scary. And I think I'm moving in that direction, but it's still a work in progress. The next question is, what do you believe is very important and under-discussed? Well, one of it's no secret that the women on my team, about half of the women on my team are from other countries. And one of the things that I've become very, very passionate about is providing employment opportunities when I can for women who would otherwise have a difficult time doing so. And I have fallen in love with the Philippines, like just fallen in love with the Philippines. You guys, don't be afraid to hire people from the Philippines. Like, I think that there's the stigma against outsourcing. Number one, I feel like there's a stigma saying that we are doing something bad if all we can afford to pay them is less than, you know, what we would have paid somebody here. But that's the barrier to entry for a lot of people. That's why a lot of people don't get help before they can because they can't afford it. So why would you not take advantage of that opportunity as long as you're not being ridiculous? Like, obviously... You want to understand that the lower amount that you pay, the less you have to put in terms of responsibilities and in terms of the output. This is going to be somebody who is maybe more new to their experience. Maybe you're going to have to do a lot more in terms of education or whatnot. But there are so many very, very reasonably priced assistance and help in some ways could be perceived as competition to admin prestige, but it's not. But I just want to encourage you that there are so many amazing, amazing, especially women. I'm very passionate about Filipino women who are college educated, who are so smart, who are so 
willing and ready to help you in your business, it does take some savvy and it does take some conscientiousness to do it in the right way to be a good employer. So don't just do it willy nilly, but don't be afraid of outsourcing. I think it's really important to understand that you could actually do a lot of good instead of doing a lot of damage off my soapbox. If I could wave a magic wand and change something in my life, what would it be? I would have more money. Definitely. I would have more money. And that is not because of the materialistic side of things. It is because of the choice side of things. I would like to choose right now because I am in a cast-ish. I'm in a sling and I have stuff. I would like to choose to transport myself to Salt Lake City in this moment because my best friend is a nurse and I was supposed to go there this week. And I would choose to be with my best friend and be taken care of by my best friend. However, because of money, I cannot do that in this juncture. And so I think that it's okay to want money and it's okay to declare that you want money. So for me, if I could change a magic wand, something to change in my life, I would amplify the money by bajillions, lots. What am I most excited about in my life right now? I am most excited about in my life that I am getting the care that I need for my business through the Profitology Business Incubator and the team and the just the camaraderie that I have in that community right now. And I am excited in my life that I'm finally for the first time in my life being honest and really evaluating how to prioritize self-care in my family. And I don't know that I'll do it right, but I know that I'm at least trying. And that's a big step. And then the last question was, where are you one year from now? Say it as though it were already true. One year from now, it is February 2021. And I am in this house because I love this house. I have my same team because they love me and we all want to stay together. We are working and rocking and rolling at capacity and we are consistently bringing in five to six figures monthly. That would be my favorite. I am going to just claim that. So we are consistently bringing in five to six figures monthly. That would be my favorite. 2021 at least five figures monthly that's happening yeah those are some ideas of some questions i know that again those are not all questions that you're going to ask in an elevator they're intended to give you an idea that you don't have to do the run-of-the-mill icebreaker questions you can ask questions that are leading questions that could give you insight to a way that you can connect with people let me know, guys, what you thought about this episode. Hop into the group at Client Experience Revolution Podcast on Facebook. Post your comments, emojis, hearts, sick faces, whatever you want. Make this broken CEO feel less unbroken with my plates in my arms. And then definitely, if you yourself have been wanting to know how you can better connect with other people. What is this whole relationship marketing thing? What is this client re-engagement thing? Do you have a database where you have people that you have not spoken to in six months or more? Then you definitely need to reach out to me because I can be of assistance and definitely be of help to you. And regardless, this is not a sales call. Every call with me is a networking call. And maybe I'll ask you where you'd like to be in a year from now. Or I'll ask you something less like when was the last time that you laughed really hard. 
<laughs> I hope you guys have a wonderful week. This has been yet another episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I look forward to connecting to you here every week on the podcast and in the group. So please do reach out. If this podcast has been of help to you, or if you'd like to share it, we ask that you would do so. Please rate, rank, and share the podcast so that others can find us more easily. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Thank you.